I saw that Netflix is releasing episodes of TV shows weekly rather than all at once. Yeah, Netflix said they're really excited about completely defeating the purpose of Netflix. Yeah. As discussed yesterday on the Armstrong and Getty show. Right. So a quick follow-up to the uh, intersectionality score that you can figure out for yourself so you can figure out how oppressed you are and then, you know, if you're good and oppressed, just claim to be offended by everything all the time and uh, have everything given to you because you deserve it. I uh, decided to see how oppressed I could be. I am now a non-white, gay, female, transgender person. Okay? So I guess I was a dude, but now I'm a female, which makes me extra oppressed. I'm really poor. I mean, rat-eating poor. Interestingly, I can be either as old as the hills or very, very young. doesn't alter my score. You just can't be in the middle. I'm also completely disabled, I'm afraid to say. I don't speak a lick of English. I was born somewhere else. I have no education. And I am a devout Christian, a devout Muslim, and a devout Jew. So, again, I have internal conflicts would keep anybody up at night. My intersectionality score is 96. 96. I am more privileged than only 14% of other human beings. What the hell's wrong with them? I can't imagine. Wow. But so, yeah, if if I am a dark-skinned, gay, female, transgender, dirt, poor, bitterly old, disabled, non-English-speaking, foreigner with no education, and a variety of devout religious beliefs, I, I get the you promotion. busy weekends. You got a lot, of, a lot of different places to go worship. I got like two, three meetings every single day. I mean, I got to go to the transgender devout Jews meeting, then I'm off to the, the very old, disabled, non-English speakers uh, society. Society and it's just it's all day long and the problem with this stuff as it's playing out in society in various places is um this idea that everybody gets their own set of facts uh and nobody else can challenge those facts if you're not part of that group well right and and if there is an exalted group uh, the aryan race for instance to cite the example that everybody's aware of um there must be a uh, a bad guy group there's got to be an oppressed group an evil group and the need to stamp them out is the excuse for power. It functions the same way every time it happens. And every system or people or leader who reinvents the wheel it claims that, oh, no, 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 this is this is real. We really do need to stamp out the Jews or, you know, or the white people or the, the kulaks or the Hungarians or, you know, there are a hundred different examples. I mean, ask the Uyghurs in China how it's going for them right now, for instance. So anyway, the, if this were just, you know, some weird thing that's going on, like the, the Hutus and the Tutsis in Rwanda, it'd be sickening and troubling. The fact that it's being taught in all of our schools and universities now uh, at least the public ones, man, that's that's bad juju. That's bad stuff. Here's an ethical question for you. What do you do if you find a giant brick of cocaine on the beach? That is happening in Florida. Part of what's happening with the hurricane, for some reason, I, uh, bricks of cocaine have been washing up on a couple of different Florida beaches. You got sunken coke boats coming to Florida. I guess. Yeah, and then the uh, the old hurricane stirs right. it up. Yeah. What do you do if you find a brick of cocaine? Mix it in your coffee every morning and, and become the top guy in the office. I'm not a drug <laughs> user. I don't feel the need to turn it into authorities, though. Um, I suppose I could just put it in the trash. or I, If I go out and sell it, I'm now a drug dealer, and I'd have to... And that is at the point where you are considered to be moving uh, weight 
as they would say, where the, the, the penalties for such would be quite extreme. Well, you could dump it in the river, and all the salmon would be, uh, you know, swimming back and forth at hundred miles. I per suppose hour. I could give talking it to, about starting a business and buying a boat. I suppose right. I could give it to party friends I know uh, as a gift. Uh, Still got my yeah. number, right? Got you this for your birthday. It's a ten-pound block of cocaine. <laughs> yeah, completely I have, pure. I have no use for it. Yeah, and that's you know, I've read about this. I've had friends in law enforcement. Uh, you're not going to move stepped-on cocaine. Um, meaning diluted and cut and the rest of it, just because of the expense and risk of moving drugs. So you would have, you'd be moving really, really pure cocaine. Wow. So yeah, that could like you know keep the disco thumping for the next five hundred and thirty <laughs> nights in a row. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so what do you do with that? I don't know. I'd be, uh, like Positive Sean points out, I'd be too afraid of the repercussions of doing anything with it. From the world of parenting, I have a couple of things that happened yesterday. Uh, my one son has reached the grade and the point in the year where they get to consider playing musical instruments. Ah, which I the remember. Recorder. I remember. <laughs> I think it everybody record. I don't know. It's if, a lie of a name. I don't know if they do that anymore or not. But anyway, they they went into a gymnasium yesterday and they brought out a whole bunch of stringed instruments. The only options at this point are stringed instruments. You get the the violin, the viola, which is like a big violin. Mm-hmm. And then a cello, which is like a giant violin, but it's it stands upright. And then is that the one where you can do the cool spin thing? <laughs> and then the big bass uh, string thing. And uh, my son was interested in the cello. Why? Because it's the only one you get to sit when you play. <laughs> well, no need for a paternity test. <laughs> the main sales point on that was you get to sit. I didn't like the idea of having to stand the whole time. So. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> so, so we'll be beginning that soon, and I did as many parents have done over the years. I said, "You, you, I'm all for it. I love it. I love. It. I, I practice music every single day, and they see me doing it, so they know it's something I'm into." Um, but I said, "You got to commit for the year. There's not going to be any. I'm getting bored with this, or I'm not interested, or whatever. You got to do at least this whole year." Um, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, and explain to them that it's. Uh, and I used to try to teach my my teams this when I was coaching youth sports. That the fun part happens after you do the hard part. Right. And I right. promise you the fun part is coming when you're skilled enough that you're going to do things that you really enjoy. And maybe even decades later. Right. I, I enjoy playing musical instruments now because of stuff I learned in grade school that I didn't really even enjoy. <laughs> but I'm yeah. glad I learned it because I can do it now. I remember Billy Joel tells the story of he, he hated piano lessons. His parents made him do it, and he freaking hated it. I so wish I'd, I'd my parents had had me do piano lessons or I'd taken up the cello, uh, as I prefer to pronounce it. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I remember as a kid getting so frustrated with struggle. When, when things were difficult and I couldn't do it right away, my my immediate instinct, well, I, I just don't want it. And I, but now I have learned to embrace struggle, and that's actually one of my favorite parts about learning new things. Yeah, I'm glad you sounded a little that. like Karl Marx there, I'm embracing gl- <laughs> struggle, right, comrade. I'm but. glad you mentioned that because I was explaining to my son about how they now believe the brain works. When you get that pain in your brain, like, this is so hard, it's driving me crazy. That's just like exercising to the point of muscle, muscle failure. It's making your brain stronger. That right. is something you need to do. I try to do it in, it's, at some level every single day. It's uncomfortable, and it's, it's not a good feeling, but it's a good thing. Well, and, and as a parent, and listen, this sounds like a humble brag. I swear to God it's not. There are a lot of things that came to me really easily as a kid. 
um, I was immediately, you know, I'll just say in the top half of people doing stuff. And the lack of the I'm going to grind my way through this and do the work gene, or it's not a gene, obviously, it's a it's a muscle you develop, it's a... Uh, that well, I'll just tell you, it's a terrible thing not to have, and I kind of wish I'd been uh, ordered to do more things that were hard for me or really stretched my abilities. You know, I would have screamed and wailed and whined about it as a kid. Yeah, but well, yeah, to with, have played the piano. I mean, doing what I'm doing now with music. Oh, that'd be so helpful. Well, my oldest with his personality, I specifically want to see him do something that he that is hard. Yeah, and that it's difficult and is frustrating as opposed to. He can do it, and it's fun all the time. That's that's good. Chatting, Jack. <laughs> this is I will joke. tell you this: after years of practice, I was able to play the trombone. One like you're listening to right now. <laughs> One brought other... tears to people's eyes. I can't tell you how many people have said that to me. I hear you play, and I just want to cry. Brings blood to their eyes, like Joe Biden. <laughs> uh, one other kid story. Uh, so my youngest, the seven-year-old Henry. Um, they both have their own room and Henry's got a bunk bed and there was nothing on the top bunk and, <laughs> and Sam had too much stuff in his room and no place to put it. So Henry is renting out his top bunk <laughs> yes. $2 a week for Sam to store his stuff up there. I love that. And Laura mom said yesterday, she said, you can't r- have a rental unit in your room. I said, I think it's a great idea. So he's running rental space in his room. It's $2 a week for Sam to store stuff on his upper back and told him if he spills any food or drink up there, it's a $2 cleanup fee. <laughs> yes. Yes, so and I a think pet deposit. I think it's great. <laughs> I think it's great that he's re- he's got rental units in his room. He's making <laughs> oh, a profit on his own room. Hopefully he won't become funny. a slumlord. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> wow, that's just that's beautiful. God, that get that really gets to the whole you can't even get equal outcomes with your own kids. How are you going to get equal outcomes um, you know, with other people? They just I got two kids and they think so completely differently about the world and everything. Oh, yeah. Well, Thomas <laughs> Sowell put it so brilliantly. Think of what you would have to do to ensure that your two sons had the same outcome. It'd be almost impossible. Well, and, and think and you'd of really the have impression to, you'd oh, have yeah. to visit on oh, both yeah. of them. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that just seems self-evident to some of us. But, you know, it's funny. I, I own just, the house. Shouldn't I get a VIG of some sort? Oh, clearly. Shouldn't I get a kickback oh on the $2 rental space? Yeah, I own the house and bought the bed. It seems like something should be coming my direction. The yeah, rent gets too just damn high. Sub- well, amen to that. Um, he's clearly just subleasing the space you own. Right. So you ought to get a cut. But, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was, I was just closing the uh, the tab with the intersectionality score sheet that I was doing. And uh, why isn't shared a room as a kid on there? Because mm. your kids have uh, solo room privilege. They never shared a room. I shared a room with my brothers. I did until, well, from, well, actually, I shared a room with my sister when we were really small. We lived in the crappy apartment that flooded and there were mushrooms in the, the carpet. Um, when we moved to our own house, I had my own room for, I think, a year. And then my brother was born. Yeah, My dad and, grew up with four boys in one bed. That's the way they slept. Hey, I'm intersectionality myself. Don't trump me with your dad till I'm done. 
So I had a. But he'd get a higher score than you. Well, yeah, but let me do my whining. I'm just trying to figure out how this would actually work. I wanted to whine, and now you ruined it. With the idea that, so you've got it worse, rougher than my kids, but my dad had it rougher than you, and then how does that play out in getting a job? I don't know. I don't even understand how it all works. Oh, it's it's an obsession. It's a crazy ass obsession. Uh, Our text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. More on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. It's nine o'clock on a Saturday. I think it's very sad that MPs have voted like this. But if if I'm still Prime Minister, I do. I think it's a great dereliction of their democratic duty, Mr. Speaker. But if I'm still Prime Minister after Tuesday, the 15th of October, then we will leave on the 31st of October with, I hope, a much better deal. Wow. We I like the other clip where the, the, the order to order guy was just howling at everybody. We feel like we've got some wild politics, but we don't have... You got a new, interesting Trump-like character a couple of weeks ago. He might be gone a couple of weeks from now. That's wild. Yeah, I don't see how anybody wins in that one, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> We'll have to play that old thing for you if you haven't heard it yet, maybe a little later. I should, your, your music thing, talking about uh, Sam brought back memories of, they trotted us all downstairs into like the basement level of my elementary school, and I think I was in third grade, third or fourth, whenever it was, um, to figure out uh, if you wanted to be in band and what instrument to play. And I remember the band director, and I think my mom was on the scene too, saying, you know, uh, his teeth, his, uh, his mouth, really, I think it would be best if he, because uh, I wanted to play the trumpet. I said, I think it'd be best to the trombone, I think would be perfect. And at the time, because they try to make you feel special, I was thinking, oh, oh, I'm cut out to play the trombone, yeah, with the big slide and all, oh, okay. I'm thinking he just had enough trumpet players. Yep. And yep. thought, how about this? Listen, nobody wants to play the stupid trombone. How about this doughy halfwit? I'll bet we could talk him in. Yep, they're trying it. to put together a school band, and they need five trombones and five trumpets in five seconds, and they're just trying to point kids in the various directions. Yeah, so any of the cool instruments I could have played that would have done me any good, no. Mr. Sturm guided me toward the trombone. I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> wait a second. Now, wait a minute. That was after I hadn't played for like 20 years. That clip. Right here. <laughs> bop, 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 bop. You, we, the oh, trombone boy. covered up Joe, Joe saying, I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> About his former band teacher. I didn't say that. <laughs> I would well anyway. Uh, I'm sure there'll be more stories coming along as uh, Sam takes up the cello so he can sit. Unless um, we're all killed by climate change. Good transition, Joe. Thank you. So the nine-hour CNN town hall on climate change happened yesterday, in which hey, too many hours. <laughs> in which the headline was Joe Biden <laughs> started bleeding from the eyes. But I uh, was praying for death from climate change by the end of it. I don't have these in order of who proposed the most taxpayer money to try to take on climate change. It uh, looks like Elizabeth Warren is at about $3 trillion. 
Cory Booker's at about three trillion. I'll try to just stick with candidates that have any shot of getting the nomination. Um, uh, Pete Boot Edge Edge about five billion dollars. Five billion. I think there was a that was in addition to something up a little bit higher. I think there was like one trillion plus another five billion yeah. or something like that. Yeah, but so it looks like your winner's gonna be flipping back and forth. Um. The guy that's currently up by double digits and bleeding from the eyes uh, uh, dedicated $1.7 trillion He's not serious about it. I to eliminate tell. greenhouse gases, whereas Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders released a plan in August and mentioned it yesterday on his town hall, calling for $16.3 trillion in spending. If you'll remember the New Green Deal, which got so much attention for a couple of weeks, that was $13 trillion, and people were going crazy about how laughable and ridiculous it was. It was a joke. Bernie's plan is $3 trillion more than that one. It'll drop the temperature by 27 degrees. It'll be so cold you'll need a park in the summertime. That's a lot. Yeah, all right, fine. I, uh, are there... Oh, Elizabeth, I want to get this in. Elizabeth Warren said something interesting yesterday. Um... Uh, where where she said, because uh, they'd had the conversation about straws and a variety of things. Kamala Harris had talked about straws and, and that sort of stuff. And she said, you know, the big oil companies love it when we're talking about plastic straws and whether or not uh, cheeseburgers made out of meat are causing the problems. It's fossil fuel. So I thought that was a decent point. Yeah, she's a smart lady. Yeah. Absolutely no doubt. But is there a voter out there who just looks at the number and says, oh, she's willing to uh, you know do 17 trillion. She's my gal. That just likes a bigger number, or just it's virtue signaling. Yes, yeah. so Mar- you show you're concerned. Marshall's news is next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. We think that the friends of this country are. He's been Prime Minister for six weeks and he promised to get Brexit sorted. In six weeks, he's presented nothing to change the previous Prime Minister's deal, which he twice voted against. I know he's worried about free trade deals with America, but there's only one chlorinated chicken that I can see in this house, and he's on that bench. Will he confirm again? There's only one chlorinated chicken? Chlorinated. Chlorinated chicken. I believe that's some sort of reference to our chickens being chlorinated in America? I don't know. Anybody I don't know what, what that means. I know what that means? Is it like a sticky wicket? Is that just a British <laughs> thing? <laughs> There's only one chlorinated chicken in this room and he's on that bench! How, How dare you, sir? How dare you? Confer? you? <laughs> Keep f***ing that chicken. <laughs> Oh, boy. British Parliament. So much fun. Uh, News now with Marsha Phillips. On a much more sobering note, the war drags on and gets more complicated. Afghan officials are expressing concerns over the pending U.S.-Taliban deal this week as the militant group claimed responsibility for the second deadly explosion in the capital in less than three days. At least 10 people killed, including another U.S. service member. 40 were injured. Car bomb exploded in a heavily fortified area of central Kabul, close to the Afghan security offices. Joe, do you understand what the angle is here? It would seem to me, if I'm the Taliban, and the U.S. is working on a deal, and all the politics lurk like America wants to get out of here, I just agree to anything, more or less, let them leave and take the country over. Why are you blowing people up, which may cause us to stay longer? 
You know, my theory is that they're just trying to make it so unpleasant to continue any sort of uh, continued occupation. Whoops, that was redundant. That uh, that they're just going to keep the pressure up, and that's you know pretty common in negotiations. You just keep the pressure up. Now, as to your point, though, I have a feeling that the U.S. delegation are not fools, and there are conditional steps. If this, then that. So they can't just agree to anything and we leave and then they take over. It's it's not as simple as that. That's my guess. And now there is reportedly a heated internal debate among the Taliban members with a growing number saying, why make a deal with the U.S. at all? Let's just wait them out. Going along with uh, Joe's argument that, uh, you know, uh, maybe we uh, will, uh, you know, turn up the heat, turn up the heat, turn up the heat and really force them out. I think any agreement we get them to uh, to agree to, um, uh, other than if they start supporting Al-Qaeda or terrorists that could attack us, that would be a line you can't cross. But anything else, we're not going to go back in and stop you from taking over the country or abusing women or not letting girls go to school or whatever. We're just not. You know what's really interesting about Afghanistan is there are a lot of experts who think that as soon as the U.S. pulls out, what's going to happen is a horrific battle royale between the Taliban guys, the ISIS guys, and maybe Al-Qaeda or whatever for who gets the supreme, the status as supreme Islamic lunatic. That'd be something to watch. Yeah. Investigators now think a cell phone charging station may be to blame for the deadly boat fire off the coast of Southern California. The L.A. Times is reporting that the surviving crew members told the owner of the boat that carried them to safety that the fire started in the galley near where cell phones and cameras had been plugged in to charge overnight. The NTSB is now on scene. They're investigating that theory as well as another theory being floated around involving lithium battery charges near the bunk area. Yeah, it's more or less the same same thing. Yep, yep. So that's what they're they're looking at is... Uh, far as the uh, cause for that fire gruesome story so we've gotten it nailed down what that insult was can you play that insult clip again because I, I we've got it figured out from somebody free trade deals with america but there's only one chlorinated chicken that i can see in this house and he's on that bench will he confirm again will he confirm, will he confirm? <laughs> so he's calling his uh his opponent there a chicken and chlorinated chicken is a thing in england uh, this texter says, my English relatives always comment on how our chicken is so pale because it's treated with so many chemicals. That's not the, what the color of a chicken is supposed to be, not what it is in other okay. countries. Oh. Um, so you're like a pale-faced coward? or? Well, I think he's just calling him a chicken, and the chlorinated thing is just kind of, you know. I think it was trying to tie into his desire yeah, for U.S. Right, trade or right. something like that. Yeah, Right. right. Tying two things together. But I'll always remember, I didn't know this till I went to Italy on vacation years ago. So much of the food tasted so much different. We destroy the flavor of right. food out of some weird, like, we're obsessive-compulsive Safety. It's got to be safe. Safety. Need to make sure not one person in 10 million ever gets slightly ill from something. We destroy the flavor in all food that they don't do in the rest of the world. And now it is time for another Armstrong and Getty 2020 Democratic Campaign Pool Update. You're going to mention somebody I didn't know was still running is considering getting out. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio is teetering. So obviously I wanted to get into the September debates. That wasn't possible. 
I think the logical thing to say is, you know, I'm going to go and try and get into the October debates, and if I can, I think that's a good reason to keep going forward. And if I can't, I think it's it's really tough to conceive of continuing. So no, that's the way that's I'm looking candor. at it right now. Let's jump to the chase. You can't. So <laughs> yeah. stop talking. That's yeah. some candor, but I think that uh, that ship has sailed. Um, you know, I liked how he said, I wanted to get into the September debate, but that wasn't possible. Oh, no, no, no. It was possible. It was very possible. <laughs> there were 10 yeah. people who did it. You, but you, you were summarily rejected by the American people. You had I to consider get, that a victory. You had to get two out of 100 people in America to think that it'd be worth watching you on the debate stage, and you couldn't pull that off. In fact, you can't get one out of 100. He's polling at 0%. <laughs> well, that's not very much. Well, <laughs> He's tied with me. <laughs> reports reports say that Amazon is quietly testing scanners that can identify an individual human hand as a way to ring up store purchases. Now, according to the New York Post, Whole, Whole Foods is going to be rolling this out in the coming months. Apparently, the system, codenamed Orville, will allow scanners to use computer vision and depth geometry to process and identify the shape and size of each hand they scan before charging a credit card on file. Your now, credit for card. For now, they have to remove your hand to do this. But so why do they but even early need, days. Why do they even need the credit card if they can identify my individual hand? Well, they have to have one. How are they going to charge you? Well, I mean, here's your hand. Your hand's not connected to yeah, your bank account. Right. Well, I, but could I get my card connected to uh, to something and I just wave my actual hand? I think that's what they're saying. You you, yeah. you sign up with their club and you right. say, this is the card I want to use. And then every time you go to the store, you can just do a, a hand scan, I yeah, guess. Is it like scan. a is it going off of fingerprints or hand-shaped hand shape? That's hand, weird. It's hand, really yeah. painful from what I understand. You will <laughs> now, scream the hand, bone, the hand bone is connected to the wrist bone. Is the wrist bone connected to your credit card? <laughs> <laughs> that's no, that's, that's debit and checking. <laughs> that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. That's interesting. I, I thought I really thought the whole retina scan was going to be the future, just from a, you know the first sentence of these stories I ever read. Yeah, I thought that was going to be the way we unlock things, but it's our hand. Our hands are personal enough, huh? Yep. Yes, indeed. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's hand is unique. That's fine. Let me know when I can check out from the grocery store like that. Uh, is there any chance we could play that British clip, the British Parliament clip? We actually have uh, we have that one, and we got a new one. So how about oh. we uh, we we play those coming back? There's not some good Parliament stuff if you right. haven't heard it. One that's, that's so hilarious, good. and one that was uh, pretty over the top from Bojo. On the way next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. In order to take no deal off the table. Order. Order. Very rude for members. Order. 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 I say to the Chancellor of the Duchy that when he turns up at our children's school as a parent, he's a very well-behaved fellow. He wouldn't dare behave like that in front of Colin Hall, and neither would I. Don't gesticulate, don't rant, spare us the theatrics, behave yourself, be a good boy, young man! So is he screaming at Bojo at Boris Johnson? Is that who he's talking to? Or? Uh, no, no, I think some other guy. The Chancellor of Duchy? I wish I was that. 
Sounds like satisfying work. <laughs> we got one more clip from Boris Johnson where he was really uh, laying it on thick and dramatic as they we, do. We think that the friends of this country are to be found in Paris and in Berlin and in the White House. And he thinks that they're in the Kremlin and in Tehran and, and in... Yeah, bull, bull crap. Oh, God. What an interesting way to run things. We had one person yell at the president years ago, you lie, and this is the, the, the world came to a halt. What? Everybody peed their pants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out he was lying. What do you know? Uh, yeah, what's the, what's the benefit of that? Have you ever heard any learned commentator you know, discussing that? It's hilarious. Well, okay. <laughs> No, yeah, I. it seems to me that it just ends up favoring people that are quick-witted and have loud voices, which is not the best way to make policy. Does it do you any good, though? I mean, is there any... Is there any point in it, or is it just something that happens? You know what I mean? Right. I don't know. And I don't, I don't know either. I have only a vague idea of how their system works, honestly, and... You probably have to spend a lifetime studying it. From what I've, you know, the more I learn, the less I know. I brought. I mentioned earlier, my son is at the uh, the the stage in fourth grade where they get to pick out musical instruments, and everybody's going to take a whack at it. And based on my experience, about two thirds of them will, uh, well, about a third will quit within a month. Another third will quit at the end of the year, and you'll have about a third that'll play on through, uh, you know, their school career. Um, at least that's the way it worked at my school. And that third will realize the Asian kids are way, way better, and they'll quit at the end of high school. And I did it from fifth grade all the way through my senior year, and I just kept doing it. It was just momentum. I never, oh, I'll read this text. Played trumpet for nine years in school. Good at it. No joy or appreciation, though. That's kind of the way I was. Not a lot of joy or appreciation. I just did it. Um, Played bass in a bar for two months. Had girls yelling free food and got paid. (laughs) I took the road more traveled. Yeah, I you know I played and worked hard at playing the trombone. Don't play the clip, Michael. Don't play it. Um, and then then tuba and other things. And you know it was satisfying in a way. But I mean, even like the performances, you got to put on your your uni or your your black pants and your hard shoes and your white shirt or whatever, and go off to some band contest and ride on the bus. And sometimes it was kind of fun with your friends. But it, you know. You end up in some other school for eight hours, and your kids, sle- your parents slept along. And then, you know, I started playing rock and roll, and there I was in bars late at night, people buying me drinks. There's, you know, uh, uh, chicks, allegedly. Um, and and just, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> does does the world need one more rock and roll bass player uh, or, or a beautiful symphony orchestra more? Well, the yeah. question is not what the world needs. That is to me. I'm that kind of guy. <laughs> For your own enjoyment, I don't know. Yeah, well, I wish I'd uh, taken on the cello like your son is. He's settled on the cello, right? Because you get to sit. Right. Yeah, um, and it's I all... wish I'd taken that on because that'd be a good, you know, bridge to play in bass, which I did. Well, it's all stringed instruments. I guess I the do. theory is uh, because they're super hard to play. You know, there are yeah. no frets on them. It's all about ear training. I guess that's what they're after. But I just I have some concern that it'll be too difficult to get any enjoyment out of. Because, you know, other instruments you can play and, you know, you can make a tune out of them pretty easily. Right, right. I mean, you press down a valve on a trumpet. Maybe it's going to be a little flat, a little sharp, but it's going to be the note. Yeah. Yeah, with a a stringed instrument, no frets. Yeah, I I will tell you this. It will be astonishingly off-putting. 
for you and your bride, <laughs> especially in the early days. I mean, unmusical doesn't begin to describe how terrible it will be. Right, right. Um, uh, the tone itself will be painful. At least it's a lower <laughs> pitch than the violin. True that. Because the violin has got that high <laughs> sound, and the cello will be more of <laughs> So yeah, I think I can handle that. Yeah, the, the violin sounds like somebody ran over a cat. The cello's more body noise-ish. <laughs> more groany. Well, that was, I think that was, you know, the saving grace for my parents because I played trombone. It was more flatulent mm. than like a badly played trumpet, which Ooh. is a, a shrieking nightmare. Yeah, it really is. Well, yeah, and anyway. I was talking the other day about how you get older. You, you don't, you don't realize the last time you've ever done something when you're younger until you get older. Remember last, was it this summer or last summer? Was it this summer that I crawled down the diving board at the pool? Or last summer? Oh, man. Where I was going to yeah. go off the diving board, and I got out there right. on the end, the high dive. And right. I got out there on the end, and it occurred to me, you haven't been on a diving board in 35 years? <laughs> and uh, and then I thought, what if the cold water gives me a heart attack and I die? Oh, so that, I, that happens. I asked the lifeguard, well, my age, well, you know how many other guys my age were on the diving board that day or any other day? <laughs> any other day I've ever been at the pool? None. Or anybody even close. So when I asked the lifeguard, can I climb back down? She kind of laughed and said, yeah. And all the kids had to climb down the ladder. And I, oh, I no. shuffled back. But you don't realize that the last time I was on a diving board as a senior in high school, probably, I didn't think, well, this is the last time I'll ever do this. The la- I played the trumpet almost every day for eight years, something like that. And I played my last note as a senior in high school at some point. I don't remember when. And have never touched a trumpet since. And for that, the world is grateful. Yeah, and a lot of other things that you do. Just, oh. It's just funny how that life works. Yeah, and you, you don't know it at the time. That's bittersweet, man. That's that's melancholy. Did the kids at the pool recognize that as a sign of weakness and take your popsicles later on in the afternoon as well? <laughs> how about we could just take that guy's money? Uh, yeah. How about we could drive his car around the parking lot? <laughs> hey, hey, give me your keys. You. Yeah. The guy has no stones. Please stop. Please stop driving my car. I need to go home. <laughs> Shut up, old man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, this is how this is how the young gorilla takes the harem from the old gorilla. <laughs> You're lucky they didn't pound you over the head with their mighty furry fists. <laughs> Final thoughts with A and G. Yeah. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, how's about we get a final thought to wrap up the show from everybody? There he is, our esteemed newsman, Marshall Phillips. Final thought? All this talk reminded me I played alto sax in my elementary school band, and just about the time I was really getting into it, really kind of learning how to play, I had to quit because I had buck teeth, and my orthodontist made me stop Really? Yes. Wow, that raised your intersectional score, though. That's some yeah. good suffering. You couldn't right. play Marshall. the instrument you wanted to play. Yep. Exactly. He's pressing the buttons in the control room. Final thought, Michael? Uh, yeah, just a couple notes for people. If you're renting a bed from Henry Armstrong, there is a $6 pet deposit <laughs> and an $8 fee if you break a lease without giving 30 days notice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Producer, Positive Sean, final thought? Yeah, so the NFL is rolling out in 13 different stadiums. They're they're having 5G available. Now, not all phones uh, have 5G capabilities, but if you have a 5G-capable phone and you're at the NFL Stadium 4 that has 5G, email us at Armstrong and Getty. Let us know how the in-game experience is different than it was pre-5G. I'm really interested in that. Uh, co-host uh, Jack Armstrong there. Final thought? This whole intersectional thing that includes banning various phrases that we all use... Um, and college campuses and everything like that is 
nothing I could have ever predicted. If you'd have told me that this could even possibly happen 10 years ago, I'd have thought you'd were crazy. We're into Crazyville, and I have no idea where this is going to end up. Yeah, it's it's scary. Hey, on a lighter note, you know that we've talked about this before. You buy a new accessory, and you feel like you're playing your guitar, or you buy workout clothes, and you feel like you're kind of working out, or you're getting close to it. I just thought of the ultimate one of those. Cookbooks. Mm. People who have shelves full of cookbooks. Every known cuisine to man, cooking light, cooking healthy, cooking heavy, Italian, Norwegian, Spanish, whatever it is. The microwave cookbook, all of it, and they never, ever cook. That's the ultimate one of those. Yeah, that and buying the expensive pans. And you just <laughs> never actually cook. Right. Uh, Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people, thanks so little time. Just go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have all sorts of great clicks for you. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Well, let's hope no other body part of Joe Biden starts bleeding today. But if it does, <laughs> we'll have it for you tomorrow. See you then. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? Don't gesticulate, don't rant, spare us the theatrics, behave yourself, be a good boy, young man! Armstrong and Getty.